Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast, a production from Empowering Pumps and Equipment as the voice of the pump and related equipment industry. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Matthews. So wonderful to be here with you today. It is a beautiful day. I love when the sun is shining and I can jump on the mic. I like being home, but I also like to travel. But I love being home when I, especially when I get to interview a special guest like today. Uh, Angela is with us today. I'm going to let you tell everyone about who you are and what you do, kind of what your story is. Okay. So I'm Angela Thurman. I am the founder and CEO of Thurman Co., which is a project management consulting firm in Houston, Texas. Yes. And I am like excited to work with you. There's so many other things that you're doing outside of that, but that <laughs> that's your entrepreneur arm. Uh, yes. You also work with WIM. Can you tell us about that? So Women in Manufacturing is a trade association that's been around for 15 or 16 years. It's headquartered in Cleveland, Ohio, but there are about 35 different chapters across the United States. And I am the membership director and treasurer for the Texas chapter. And Texas, as you might well imagine, is a very large chapter. So while we're only um, almost four years old, we are one of the largest chapters and we have one of the largest, we're, we're the largest chapter geographically, but also in uh, numbers as well. So we have about um, 1,600 members right now. And so we started four years ago with about a hundred members. So in 2000, we started and then bam, COVID hit. Um, but through uh, the efforts of our leadership team, we have grown tremendously in the last four years. So WIM is, a, like I said, a trade association for women in manufacturing. And we're dedicated to promote, support and inspire women who have elected careers in manufacturing or in companies like mine that support manufacturing. And it runs the whole gamut, the whole, the career path from students to retirement. And we have huge corporate members like Coca-Cola or um, um, Tesla, um, Boeing, you know, some really big powerhouse members down to little corporate companies like mine and individual members that aren't even um, members of a large corporate organization. So it really is open to anyone that's interested in manufacturing and even male allies as well. So um, I really enjoy my time spent um, with volunteering with WIM. And in fact, I just had um, a WIM event um, a little bit earlier today <laughs> to welcome new members to the chapter. Well, we love that you are supporting that. And I love if, if y'all 
like graphs. Um, she has this really amazing, like geographic to show. Um, I don't know. I don't think I said that right, but a map that shows where that. everyone is located and it's, it's phenomenal. So I love that. Um, and just, you know, being active and and being there for people, um, the, the pandemic was a, definitely a hard time and we had to come together. And so it, we were, it was a, a great way to build relationships uh, during that time. So, so glad uh, organizations like WIM, you know, were created uh, or were there and we could take um, advantage of that. Um, I wanted to let everybody know that because it's kind of part of how you're continually to be active in manufacturing, but um, I do want to know how you got in this space. Like what made you want to set out and get into manufacturing? So, so my first real job out of college was as an electrical engineer working on the power systems of the space station. So I worked for NASA, but in the middle before between graduation and when I could actually start my NASA job in September, I had an entire summer where I was at Lucent's. And I took it, I took an internship with a local company that worked in specialty materials. Specifically, it was a silicon and germanium foundry. And so silicon and germanium have many special properties because they are semiconductors, but they are also infrared glass and and are used for infrared windows for night vision systems, specifically silicon especially. So this company that I worked for, it's changed hands now, but had a, a lab where they, they grew the monocrystalline, so a single crystal of germanium or silicon that could weigh, you know, 30, 40 kilos of all in one single crystalline structure. So that's huge. And that was specifically for semiconductor properties or purposes. And I worked for the the physicist, um, Dr. Jeroy Richter, in that lab. He was doing some studies on temperature versus resistivity and how that affected um, how temperature affected the resistivity of the uh, silicon or germanium. And so I um, spent the whole summer <laughs> in a little lab running um, sample after sample after sample with different properties, different dopants and so forth. And then he used that data to write a, a an academic paper and the data also then later went into their technical um, sales brochure so that was had to be, yeah I was gonna say that had to be really rewarding as a student coming out to do that yeah, work. yeah it was it was and and I, because I had taken uh, material science you know during my engineering courses, and that was that was the application. I mean, I really got to see it in daily life. And then um, later, when I left NASA, I came back to that company as a sales engineer and worked for them for a few years. So um, th that that was kind of my introduction to manufacturing. Um, when I came back as a sales engineer, then of course I would um, have 
direct interaction with um, the people on the shop floor because I get requests from customers for some very specific, because very specific, um, unique requests for lenses. And I'd go out and I talk to the director, the manager of the shop floor and say, can we really do that? You know, do we need to put a bevel on the edge? Is it going to be too sharp? Because germanium and silicon are both very brittle. Um, I'll just use the word metals. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, trying to work together to satisfy the customer's requests within the parameters of what the material could actually withstand. So we'd be running CNC machines and polishers and and uh, things like that. Yeah, you got uh, a huge overview of manufacturing through that company. Uh, I am curious, I'm sure people are curious. So what was your work there that you did at NASA? Um, I, was an I, I, I am an electrical engineer and... Um, so um, I oversaw a couple of contractors in the design and build of prototype and testing of prototype load converters for the um, for the space station. So, as you know, this the the space station is powered by solar power. So there's there are these large solar arrays, and that's all. DC power. Um, and then the living modules are powered by AC power. So you, there has to be a, the transport of that power is AC. So you have to convert the power from DC, from the solar power, uh, so, solar panels rather, to convert it to AC to transport it to then the living modules. So that's what the load converter does. Okay. Very cool. That's what I did. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I'm learning stuff all over the place during this interview, which is great. I it's, it's that fascination with definitely space, but engineering in itself and how our world works based on all of these things. I mean, just made me think about like how new um, using solar panels feels to some people but it's, it's been around forever, you know, like, so, um, I say forever, you know what I meant? And, and so anyway, that's very cool. And, and I think that that inspires us, right. And gets us, um, in that space where what manufacturing is and the people behind it and the, the science behind all of this is really, mm -hmm. really cool and, and amazing to be a part of. Um, now you are now consulting others. Do you have like certain industries or different aspects that you try to stay within? So given my background with NASA, um, and then, then I, I went into telecommunications, um, because a network is a network is a network, regardless of whether it's a, an electrical network or a telecommunications network. Um, you've got sources and sinks and, and transport, so I went into telecommunications and I had a very successful and long career in telecommunications. In fact, my master's degree is in telecommunications. And I worked for a couple of um, very reputable uh, companies in that field. When I left the telecommunications industry, I went back to my, uh, my origins and went back into aerospace. So I worked for 10 plus years for one of the the largest 
manufacturers of um, avionics in the U.S. And so avionics covers communication, navigation, and surveillance. And so think of the all of the uh, components that might be in the flight deck where the pilots sit. You, you think of that array of buttons that a pilot has in front of them and at their feet and everything. And, and those are the kind of components that the company I worked for manufactured or subcontracted. And so I was a subcontracts program manager and worked with the suppliers who would manufacture products, very complex products that we would purchase and then integrate into larger systems that we sold to the OEMs or original equipment manufacturers who manufactured the aircraft. So think Boeing and Airbus, Dassault or Bombardier. And um, I largely worked on Boeing and Airbus platforms, the, the really big planes, commercial aircraft. And so I worked with lots of different complex products and worked with those suppliers to deliver the products to my employer. And um, I was involved, you know, uh, with entry into service for the 747-8, the world's largest cargo hauler, <laughs> if I can say that, um, at that time. And I think probably still. And then the 787 entry into service as well. On the Airbus side, the A350, I was responsible. I was the lead subcontracts program manager for all subcontracted products that we sold to Airbus, which was about 35 different products. And so I had, you know, a monthly report uh, to Airbus about the, the quality of all those products, um, on-time delivery, you know, and if, if things weren't, if there were any issues, you know, then I tracked it down and I reported to Airbus directly, you know, down to every single serial number of all of these different products. And um, so that was a, that was a lot, um, a lot to, to manage, but I really enjoyed it. And at times I would um, be on site at different suppliers that needed an extra helping hand either to ensure that a product was qualified on time or that maybe there was a quality improvement plan in, in place. Um, but just, you know, working with those supplier teams to, to just ensure that everything was going as needed. Yeah, it's a it's a critical industry, of course. It is. And you know, yes. there's so many different pieces. Um, I mean, you've you've got the detail down, right? The engineering side of you and all of that, but it's also like this project manager role mm -hmm. as well as you know, supportive. I mean, it's just a lot of different uh right. personality well, per, uh, traits, strengths that you have to have for to be successful in that. Well, I'm a I'm a certified project management professional, but I'm also a lean master. So during my time, um, at, you know, with this aerospace company, um, I did study a lot of lean practices. So, um, so I'm a certified lean master as well. Very cool. So I, I'm, I mean, you've you've got a lot of um, training and and education tied into this. But what do you think? 
Um, if you're, you know, kind of thinking about what you love about these industries and manufacturing and staying in it, like mm-hmm. what keeps you here? Because um, it seems like you keep leveling up in this field, right? So, um, well, yeah, I do. Cause I'm working on my six Sigma black belt now. Okay. I'm using, I'm using a project from whim to achieve my black belt. What are you going to do with this black belt? I'm so excited about this. <laughs> well, so I'm, for the black belt, I'm using data um, from the WIM membership roster. And so I'm, I'm making improvements to how we utilize that data and really creating a process around how we do that. And, and so Six Sigma is all about reducing variation. So I want to create a process that will reduce variation so that even when I leave the role of membership director, others will be able to come in and follow along and continue to keep the process the same and get even you know better results um, than we've ever had before. Yeah, and I think that it applies to so many different Yes. industries and projects and things that we're working on. Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've been in industry 20 years in the pump industry. I remember walking through um, one of the first lean manufacturing plants. It feels like forever ago, but how important that was and just learn in the different uh, certifications and Six Sigma was definitely one of those that was always mentioned and, and really has helped people um, be better, just be better in, in their yes. processes. So uh, I love that. And I'm just excited for people to get to know you. I love the work that you're doing with WIM Texas and excited to see, we'll be going to Texas. So empowering women in industry will be there for our April meetup. It's the same week as Texas Water. So all of my operators there um, will be competing and you definitely want to see that um, and and be part of Texas Water if you can. Uh, We're going to be going on April the 8th. Um, I heard that there was a solar eclipse happening that day at 1.41 p.m. And I was like, well, this is the perfect opportunity to bring us together uh, in this world of STEM and STEAM lovers out there um, to to witness that. And then we'll have a networking event uh, just following it. And I am excited to kind of get to know your your membership there. And so whoever, you know, love to meet you in person and, and just make sure that we you know, bring those communities together um, with manufacturers, operators. You know, I like to do that. Just cut across. It doesn't matter um, if you're an engineer, operator, sales or marketing. We want to know you, all of you. So we'll create that opportunity. I'm just thankful for you, Angela, that you are connected with me, sharing your knowledge, sharing your uh, community with us. Um, I think there's so much there that we can continue. I mean, when great minds come together, look what, you know, can happen. So uh, excited to see you there. Before I kind of let you go, these are questions I, I, it's my little rapid fire that (laughs) I just have to ask you. I'm really curious on your part. Uh, This first question is, what is your favorite book? To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. Do you know that I have had multiple people um, this week, actually, in my recordings uh, saying that's their favorite book. So I remember doing that in like high school. So I, I don't remember that I was in it, you know, when I was reading it then. Um, and then the next question I have for you is um, music. What do you have favorite tunes, band, song? Um, I love a wide range of music. I was in band in in school so i like a lot of classical stuff because of that i mean i was i was watching a movie the other day and 
the background music caught my ear and I'm like, oh, that is an English folk suite by Vaughn Williams. And, and it was. That's amazing. Uh, right, I like that stuff too. Right now, I am so, I, this this year, this is my villain year. But, you know, any of that song Villain by Lily Rose? Yeah, that's that sums up my energy. This year. I, I love it. Okay, uh, speaking of energy, let's let's talk a little bit about inspiration and what is some advice, the best advice that you've ever received? Uh, so I've, I've repeated this on other podcasts, but it's still, it hangs true. So I was lucky enough to go to school, go to college in my hometown. And two of my professors I had known since childhood. And one of them was a deacon in my church. And when I started taking like the PSAT and the, you know, ASVAB and all of those, those tests, you know, everyone knew, everyone had always kind of always known that I was a bright kid. Well, when I was 16, he gave me a subscription to Woman Engineer Magazine. And so that sort of set the path for me. <laughs> so I would say that, um, Dr. Jim Pearson kind of put me on the path <laughs> to become love, an engineer. I love that. And I love your passion for, for women and, and being that example and bringing, bringing women into engineering and celebrating that um, and knowing that it's, that it's, that it's a, a place for you, right. For anybody yes. who is, might see this and they're wondering, it's definitely a great place for women. Oh, uh, absolutely. Okay. So the last question I have for you is, is, and you, and you can channel it to that young woman, if you want, what is um, the advice that you would give to someone coming into the industry? No matter what your gifts are, there's a place in manufacturing for you, whether you are a a graphic designer, an accountant, a social media expert, or you want to be on the manufacturing floor, there's a place for you. And so manufacturing just embraces so many different types of talent that there, there's a place for you. And it's not that dull, dark, dangerous, dirty workplace that your grandfather knew. And it's not solely for men. <laughs> so I would say, especially to the young women that might be listening, you know, come check it out. And this is a place to, to earn a really good living. And, um, and you get to work on some really cool projects and you get so. to work on really cool stuff. You get to make stuff. Absolutely. And, love it. Yeah. Well, Angela, thank you so much for sharing a little part of your journey. Uh, I know that uh, the interest is just peaking. You know, everybody's you've, we've peaked everybody's interest. Is what I was trying to say, <laughs> uh, and and just you know diving in. So um, I look forward to meeting you in person, and I, I can't wait to just kind of watch your journey and and how it goes as far as um, the, your entrepreneur journey now. And if anybody is listening to this and I would just say like, subscribe, share, 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 share the podcast, because that's, 
that's how we know listening to stories. It really is. It, it stays with us. I mean, I can see you doing that project work right there and getting so excited about the materials in front of you, right? Because you <laughs> studied it. So share this uh, episode with somebody that you um, think, you know, in, that would like this industry, somebody that's, you know, up and coming or somebody that just needs a reminder that manufacturing is amazing. And we're so glad that, and you know what, if you're in manufacturing and you're listening to this, just thank you. And just know that, uh, we think that what you do is awesome and just take it in. All right, everybody until next time, be empowering. Bye.